since at least the late 1960s, there has existed an alternative to the present and past mainstream of radio, known as Freeform, a microcosm of the establishment, presented in a microcosmos of information and entertainment, and a certain unique timelessness. That ethos continues to flourish since the 1980s on the internet. Now in its 19th year online, here is Radio Crystal Blue.
The Sands of Summer, surf songs and other songs that remind me of home and remind me of favorite songs. All kinds of stuff that conjure up good feelings and I always look forward to this time of the year as I've done for years past where I used to do whole shows of this music and now I usually leave it to the opening segment of what I call Radio Crystal Blue giving you music from all different years from artists that you've heard about and uh, some other songs. There's so many good songs you wouldn't necessarily think of it as summer songs or those for that time of the year but nevertheless I just love all this stuff and there's more where that came from because time of the year right from the end of May to the beginning of September I'll give you all this uh, good stuff. There's lots more where this came from. Radio Crystal Blue is what I call this program. It's chock full of music from indie artists and established artists with uh, some new music and sometimes music from uh, prior albums and all have something in common. All are active, all are um, continuing to churn out material and do performances of various types and also continuing to buy their trade and give you all this material here in a unique and freeform sort of format. You know that, but for those of you who don't know, now you know. And if you still don't know, keep listening. Radio Crystal Blue is the website. Well, the .net anyway is the website. And the landing page gives you the details on where to listen, how to listen. You know, you can download, stream, and share every edition of RCB. And also the companion program, RCB Novus Ordo. I am happy to get you all this music and more as I have not just one, but two CD focus segments later in this program. Recall in the previous show, I debuted the new Mickey Newbery tribute album by Gretchen Peters. Got another real special album for you. The music of Doug Clifford, we better know as the drummer Cosmo. While he known a member of Green Clearwater Revival, as well as Green Clearwater Revisited. Has a whole story with the making of an album that was recorded back in the 1980s, or at least the songs of which were set for that album, only seen light of day now. I will have music from Cosmo's album, Magic Window, later in this program. Email dan at radiocrystalblue.net. Twitter is Radio CBLUE, and I also have presence on Facebook, which is the um, fan page, and I hope to get more active with uh, that presence as well. Lots to get to, and I want to remind you, of course, that this show can be heard in various uh, podcast uh, platforms. Uh, I know Spotify and Anchor are very popular, as well as Apple Music, but there are other ones, too, that I'm definitely linked with, and you can find them linked onto my website. In fact, speaking of Anchor, if you'd like to pledge your financial support to Radio Crystal Blue to keep the uh, bills paid and to keep equipment uh, top-notch and make the show um, sound better and impact better to those who yearn for a freeform radio experience or maybe who would want to know what freeform is all about, you can donate to this link. It's anchor.fm slash radio c-b-l-u-e slash support. Velvet Underground with an outtake from a collection of outtakes that was Published in 1986, material recorded between 1967 and 1969. Coney Island, Steeplechase, from the album Another View. Apparently when the band moved from Verve Records, who had released their first two, to the parent company MGM, they signed a two-album deal, releasing their third and self-titled album. Later that year, there was a management change, and the new CEO of MGM, Mike Curb, was brought in to try to rescue the label, which had been struggling. He purged the record company of many controversial and unprofitable acts, and Velvet Underground were blacklisted and released from their contract. 
but in the meantime, the band recorded 14 tracks for possible release as their second MGM album. And all of these were shelved and forgotten by the record company until the early 80s. For prepared to release the band's three albums on vinyl and CD, they found 19 previously unreleased tracks, five John Cale era tracks, and the 14 lost album ones. Some of them in two-track mixdown like this one, some on multi-track. Of course, now by now Adam Schlesinger has uh, passed on and went back, can you believe, 20 years ago, 21 years ago even, to the Fountains of Wayne album, Utopia Parkway. Now written by Adam and also Chris Collingwood, with the intention of emulating albums with a strong story inspired by its surroundings. Chris was quoted for a publication saying, or actually Adam himself said this for a publication, he said, when we were teenagers, we liked listening to Kinks records because we'd never been to England, and we got a sense of what it was like to live there. We really wanted to make a record that felt whole. We didn't intentionally include a few good songs because once we started picking up on the thematic connection, we wanted to stick with it. And then Chris says, It had to do with reaching a level of maturity where you realize your own life is worth singing about. We spent so much time glamorizing bands like the Kinks, but what they were singing about was just everyday suburbia in England. There's this realization that you don't have to sing about Kensington for it to be worthwhile. And Adam further says that the stuff on the record is like picking through all the songs that people their age weren't about to avoid growing up. It could be uh, The Cars, Journey, C. Miller, you know. It just pops in your head whether or not you uh, love it or, or hate it. That was also the first FOW album to feature guitarist Jody Porter and drummer Brian Young who joined the band after Chris and Adam had finished recording their uh, debut album almost entirely on their own and with this album utopia parkway they definitely recorded more like a proper band there is such a street as utopia parkway those who are not from the new york area it's um a street that connects the neighborhoods of utopia and beechhurst in the borough of queens and the street sign as i recall is featured on the album cover apparently the band had a growing dispute themselves with atlantic after it put no effort into promoting another single from the album called trouble times red dragon tattoo remained a uh, a fan favorite about a boy who gets a tattoo to impress a girl and uh, right there in the opening line about taking the n train to coney island and uh last i checked yeah you could take the uh the the F, the N, it's Coney Island if you want to get a tattoo or uh, ride the rides and all that. Not like uh, Lou Reed taking the subway down the King's Highway. And I'm sure that uh, Fountains of Wayne barred from the Velvet Underground with the idea of uh, doing likewise. From New York and New Jersey, we went north of the 48 to uh, Canada and Sloan. This is a band I first caught on right about their second album. And I remember actually wondering if I should even get this album. And I, um, I did. I remember calling into uh, some station requesting... Uh, one of their songs, I think it was the opening track on the album, uh, Smeared. And I don't remember the name of the track, but apparently it sounded pretty good. I called into this morning show, and I remember, in New York. I, I can't quite remember the call letters, but I had attended one of their in-store appearances by the uh, morning show guys, and it was kind of a cool gig. I think it was at... I don't remember if it was the old Tower Records. I want to say it was Tower Records at the headquarters at Ford and Broadway, and uh, of course Tower Records is no more. But if it wasn't Tower, it might have been uh, Nobody Beats the Wiz, another 
music chain that's gone by the boards, or... I don't think it was HMV. It could, well, it could have been. HMV was the place you'd go to get, like, uh, really good imports, but overall, good quality stuff, and all places I hung out in and, and just soaked up the, uh, the energy of all that good music, and I count that as part of my education. And so I remember getting some um, promotional uh, discs uh, that were just being handed out. There was uh, Screaming Trees, there was... Uh, Rage Against the Machine and uh, bands of that type. I was curious about Sloan. I don't know where I first heard it from. I may have read about uh, the band someplace on the magazines I used to read about, about music in like an AP or a spin or such. And I thought, well, hmm, this might be good. So I tried it out, bought the album, um, kind of liked it. So um, yeah, I uh, never really caught on since except they had this uh album again we're going back to 1992 for this uh album smeared and the tune there at uh rock and jam they're called lemon zinger and ben all these years later is still essentially the foursome that has remained in place they have received nine juno award nominations which you should know is the canadian version of the grammys and released 12 full-length albums they actually won a juno in some point in their history they're among the best-selling Canadian artists in Canada, known for their sharing of songwriting and lead vocals from each member of the group and their unchanging lineup throughout their career. In fact, this was their proper debut full-length. It was released October of uh, 1992 and then released again in the States following year in January. They would open up for the Lemonheads and rest is Canadian rock history. Lemon Zinger from Sloan. By now, of course, if you are at all a fan of Radio Crystal Blue, you know my love of the band called Pixies. Oh my golly! From the fantastic debut Surfer Rosa, released in uh, 1988. A lot of uh, Spanish references and... Uh, Stuff about superheroes and surrealistic stuff and all the things that make the uh, writing and the music great from uh, Black Francis and uh, everybody else. I eventually got their four first albums uh, right up through Trompe Le Monde in 1991 and I really just didn't catch on after that since they reunited. I think they did two more albums since and um, Kim Deal has been replaced twice over now. Uh, the late Kim Shattuck and Paz Lanchantin is now the uh, bassist. Fantastic album right down to the very uh, sound from Steve Albany and stories that um, Eva Watts Russell, the head of the iconic label 4AD, suggested that after they, uh, they had debuted their mini album Come On Pilgrim that they get back in to release a, uh, a full-length album and Steve was um, ex-frontman of Big Black and he was suggested as the uh, record's engineer and producer and uh, I should tell you that right at the end of that track there is a little bit of a uh, rather uh, uh, explicit studio banter. I'll put it that way. Let you hear the album and you know uh, what went on there. Name of the cover woman in the album title comes from that lyric Besando Chicando con Sorfa Rosa which roughly translates to Kissing Chicha with Surfer Rosa, which is still kind of a beautiful nonsense, but I guess in a way kind of nonsense anyway. <laughs> Those of you who are serious uh, Nirvana fans will know that uh, Kurt Cobain himself cited this album as the basis for the songwriting for the iconic album Nevermind. Kurt discovering a, a template for the mix of heavy noise and pop he was aiming to achieve. And he was quoted in 1992 saying that he, quote, heard songs off of Surferosa that I'd written but threw out because I was too afraid to play them for anybody, end quote. 
been at least a full year now since the passing of the legend Dick Dale, and his presence already lost. Big loss for us who are nostalgic for vintage guitar sounds, especially that of surf music, and gave you a couple of, from his discography there. We heard King of the Surf Guitar, the uh, title track of an album he recorded for Capitol Records in uh, June of 1963, and after that we heard uh, Surf Beat from his... Uh, debut album for the Deltone label called Surfer's Choice. Following those albums, uh, with national distribution, he soon began appearing on the Ed Sullivan Show and in film where he played that signature tune called Miserloo. And it was a big deal with surf rock and uh, it was kind of a brief sense of popularity as the British Invasion began to overtake the American charts in uh, 1964 and he actually retired from music at some point in the 70s and didn't record again until 1986 and of course we know from the album uh, Pulp Fiction that uh, the use of Miserloop in that film gained him a new audience and uh, continued to record a little bit and performing though he was pretty much forced as he said to keep touring to the end of his life because of his inability to afford his medical costs as he had a lot of uh, health issues, including uh, colorectal cancer. So some fantastic music going way back to the 60s. Prior to uh, Dick Dale, we heard the Lively Ones. They were another instrumental surf rock slash guitar band that were active in SoCal in the 1960s, playing live mostly in California and Arizona, and mostly cover songs, but there were a few originals. They gave you Surf Rider, which was... Far and away their biggest hit that was reported for the Delphi label in uh, 1963. That was actually written by Noki Edwards from The Ventures. And another tie-in to Pulp Fiction. And it, was, it was featured in the final sequence as well as the end credits of the album. The unmistakable sound of Herb Alpert and the Tawana Brass. The Lonely Bull from album of the same title that was released on A&M in December of 1962. And Herb is the... Uh, a of A&M. Jerry Moss is the M, and I know that they also had another later imprint called Almo Records. He's, uh, goodness, I think he's, uh, 85 and still kicking, I think still touring with, uh, his wife Lanny Hall. He not only does trumpets, he's an artist who paints and sculpts abstract expressionist works, and is also a philanthropist with his wife through the Herb Alpert Foundation. Several number one albums and number of platinum albums, nine Grammys, and he set up a small recording studio in his garage. He was uh, overdubbing a tune called Twinkle Star, written by Saul Lake, who would eventually write many of the Tawana Brass's original tunes. During a visit to uh, Tawana, Herb happened to hear a mariachi band while attending a bullfight. Following the experience, Herb recalled that he was inspired to find a way to express musically what he felt while watching the crowd and hearing the brass musicians introducing each event with rousing fanfare. Herb would adapt the trumpet style to the tune, mix in some crowd cheers and other ambient sounds, and renamed the song The Lonely Bull. He funded the production of the record as a single, and became, of course, a huge hit. By the end of 1964, because of a growing demand for live appearances by the Tawana Brass, Herb auditioned and hired a team of crack session men. They included John Bizzano on electric guitar, Lou Pagani on piano, Nick Ceroli on drums, Pat Senatore on bass guitar, and Tony Clash on trumpet, and Herb, of course, with the main trumpet and vocals, and Bob Edmondson on trombone. That band debuted in 1965 and became one of the highest paid acts then performing, putting together a complete review, including choreographed moves and cover routines written by Bill Dana, who was famous for his, uh, my name is 
Oh yeah, Jimenez. That whole routine, you know. My dad had that album too. Bill Dana, the Jose Jimenez thing was a kind of a big deal. And that song, The Lonely Bull, was a very early example of a recording done with a group of Los Angeles area session musicians known as the Wrecking Crew, which is uh, a whole subject in and of itself, as the Wrecking Crew were around in those early days, in the early 60s, until early 70s, when bands would get to play their own instruments, and that was a whole era. Because if you record, if you've had any record that was based out of Los Angeles or the area, most likely the Wrecking Crew got their hands on it. And uh, so, yeah, that was um, quite a time in music history. As for the song itself, a great video was filmed in 1967 inside the Torreo de Tijuana. Bullring. That's also something you should see. The Ventures, we heard opening this edition of Radio Crystal Blue with Telstar. The Ventures played Telstar and The Lonely Bull and other songs on the Dalton label from 1963, and that's the opening track and uh, their version of a song made more famous by the Tornadoes, but their version is um, just as good, and Lonely Bull follows in uh, sequence in that album as well, another album that my dad had owned. And The Ventures, well, of course, they have uh, their own history coming from uh, Washington State and becoming a well-known guitar-based band that had done, of course, the classic Walk, Don't Run and such. And they were formed by Don Wilson and Bob Ogle, popularized electric guitar worldwide during the 1960s. They remain especially revered in Japan. They're among the first to employ and popularize the sounds of fuzz and flanging guitar effects and concept albums and also 12-string guitars in rock music. Some fantastic history with all this music here on Radio Crystal Blue, starting this program with style and, of course, the sounds of the season. So again, to the real meat and potatoes of this program, and that involves a lot of the uh, up-and-coming artists and those who have some established presence in terms of uh, touring and recording. And, of course, you know, there's kind of a loose rotation of all the music that I uh, share with you on each program. And I'm going to start off with a... Uh, notable uh, supergroup of female songwriters that are based pretty much around, uh, well, Texas, not so far away. I'll tell you about them in a second. I'll remind you here that uh, every show is available at your leisure to share and also to download and stream in full. I've got shows going back to maybe 2015, and the current version of the RSS, I think, is only a little more recent. If you check out the Internet Archive, which is archive.org, I do have shows that go back that far, and a handful of shows that were recorded around the year 2005, 2006, and I have an example of some of the older shows I did in that time frame when I was recording for the Live 365 Internet Radio Network, and also an early example of podcasting at that point. And I want to put them out there once I can get the uh, audio from that all cleaned up and such, and uh, something else to uh, share, and uh, some more memories to talk about from those special shows. Bit of a long-term project in getting those old shows uh, out to all of you, and uh, I really do hope that uh, that will be the sooner than later, and maybe I'll do so in tandem with the show's 20th anniversary, which, believe it or not, is coming up in uh, the month of October this year. This uh, fine album called Waterline. I want to do that in tandem with uh, music from the lead singer's um, own discography, something she released uh, 
at some point uh, last year. But as for this group, they have scheduled some shows that are still on the docket. I don't know if they have been canceled. I would suggest you maybe contact the venue or uh, people who run festivals to get the latest. But from what I'm seeing, these shows are still viable. But uh, something from the group Nobody's Girl with Rebecca Lobby at the helm for this one titled Queen City.
didn't understand you were wearing the brand of a damn fool. All that I could do was a temporary tattoo. I tried you on for fun, and you thought I was the King Clo- 
I used to run these streets I burned out every light in town A fireball full of piss and vinegar I could really burn them down Now I sit on this side porch Watch the swallows swarm and die The fiery youth all burned to ashes Right before my eyes God, I hate to see that evening sun go down All the silence and the longing come around Cause all the walls around your heart are chains around mine Will be down in eighty John all is doing time. You used to shine so bright, bright as a California sun. On a Philo flying angel. I could never quite outrun Now you're standing in the kitchen The horizon in your eyes Your thoughts are somewhere far away And you just can't disguise God, I hate to see that evening sun go down all the silence and the longing come around Cause all the walls around your heart are chains around mine Might as well be down in eighty John Wallace doing time Think tonight I'll head out to California And watch the stars flicker off the coast Close my eyes and say a prayer for you And drift between two worlds Just like a ghost God, I hate to see that evening sun go down All the silence and the longing come around Cause all the walls around your heart are chains around mine Cause we'll be down in 80 John Wallace doing time Might as well be down in 80 John Wallace doing time
Jessie Yasmin. She has both Dutch and South American roots. Good example of some dreamy indie folk right there. And the song is called Dreams. Website is jessieyasmin.com. J-E-S-S-Y-Y-A-S-M-E-E-N. Over the past three years, she's played over 80 shows on stages in both the Netherlands and Germany. Last year, her debut EP was released and she won a big Dutch-based music award and earned nominations for the Rotterdam Music Awards. She has a show scheduled somewhere in the Netherlands on July 18th, and you can find more information via the website. Prior to Jesse, we heard from Grace. Grace Morrison, The Ropes. It's track four from the album I'm the Apple. Grace with guitar, piano, organ, and vocals. John Evans with uh, bass and also electric guitar and backing vocals and percussion. Matthias Bossi also with some drums here and there. Carla. Kilstead with violin and viola, Daniel Burns with mandolin and banjo, John Baptista with backing vocals, Liz Schultz with the cello. GraceMorrison.com, G-R-A-C-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N.com, Real Grace Music on Twitter. Scheduled events that she has, which of course are very subject to change these days. She's taking part in the Black Warriors Songwriters Festival in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, June 12th through the 14th. Harmony House Concert Series on June 19th in Yarmouth, Massachusetts. July 11th and 12th, the New Bedford Folk Festival there in that city in Massachusetts. July 24th, playing somewhere in Columbia, Maryland. July 25th at Great Falls uh, Theatrics in Great Falls in Virginia. And August 9th in the round with Kim Moberg and Rod Abernethy. And that was also somewhere in Yarmouth, Massachusetts. Really cool story here about the uh, song we heard from Rod Picot from this album, Tell the Truth and Shame the Devil. A song called 80 
John Wallace. Reading here from the liner notes, he says the following. This song was co-written with author Cottonwood, screenwriter, filmmaker, and former country star Stacey Dean Campbell. I'm not exactly sure how he connected. I might have reached out to Stacey after reading his novel Cottonwood, which is a powerful read. He seemed vaguely familiar with me, and I must have said the right things, because he wrote back saying he had a stash of unfinished songs, and asked if I'd be interested in trying to finish one with him. He sent the beautiful, poignant lyric. I adjusted only a few small spots, mostly for phrasing to make the melody flow, and sent it back. He liked it, and simple as that, we had a song. A.D. John Wallace is the name of a prison wing in a Texas prison. I like the mysterious quality of singing that line, knowing the listener will know what we mean, but will probably not know the exact reference. The very best version sits on my iPhone recorder. I was never quite able to beat the version that came instinctively on that particular day when I was deep inside it. Stacy knows it, I know it, but this is the best version I could summon during the actual recording session. That is from Rod Picot, R-O-D-P-I-C-O-T-T dot com. I think he's on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, same spelling. He is offering, uh, Skype songwriting sessions, song doctoring, also handwritten lyrics and poems, and a new project as well, private recordings. For $150, you can pick 10 songs, and he will record, mix, and master them just for you. I'll talk to you and only you throughout the recording. All recordings will be one of a kind and recorded for your ears only. He'll leave in the mistakes and false starts and tell you a bit about some of the songs while he records. They're meant to be personal, not shared publicly. Then you can choose if you want to receive the recording via CD or digitally. There will not be a single repeat performance. There's more details about it, but there will be, because of the nature of the project, there will be limited to 50 editions of these recordings, and the project will end at the end of the year. And 15% of all proceeds will be donated to food banks in various cities around the country. Tentatively, these shows you can see Rod at July 18th at Sweeney Todd's in Minneapolis. September 11th, Six String Presents in the town of Cary, North Carolina. And September 18th, Trinity House Theater in Livonia in Michigan. Kevin Daniel used to be from the album Things I Don't See. TheKevinDaniel.com. TheKevinDaniel on Twitter. Kevin with vocals and acoustic guitar. John Ladeau on electric guitar. Lee Falco on vocals and drums. Brandon Morrison on vocals and bass. Will Bryant with vocals, organ, and keys. See what shows he may have next. These are partnered live streams, and there is a tour involved. June 26th, Empty Glass Tavern in Charleston, West Virginia. June 27th at the Whiskey Jar in Charlottesville, Virginia. June 30th at the Basement in Nashville. July 3rd, Abandoned Building Brewery Food Truck Friday, East Hampton, Massachusetts. July 24th, Sundown at Granada with Johnny Chops. That's in Dallas. July 30th, the Tarboro Brewing Company, Tarboro, North Carolina. July 31st, a private show somewhere in Raleigh, North Carolina. August 12th at Arlene's Grocery, which many, many moons ago was a grocery, but now a full-fledged music venue, right there in the heart of the Lower East Side. August 25th, Tavern at the End of the World in Charlestown. That's also in uh, Massachusetts. Jesse Terry, along with Annie Clements, tune called Living Close Enough from his CD Natural. JesseTerryMusic.com Jesse Terry Music on Twitter. He handles guitars and vocals, of course. Josh Kaler on a whole assortment of instruments. 
Danny Mitchell uh, doing mostly uh, keyboard work on this album. Larissa Mestre with a cello and the marsophone. Owen Biddle featured on bass on this one. And Jesse may still have some uh, of these shows ahead. A whole bunch of them, too. July 13th in the town of Quilcene in Washington State for Concerts in the Woods. June 14th at Raiden Shadow Recording in Port Townsend, Washington. June 24th he'll be at Lyman Point Park in White River Junction, Vermont. June 27th, Bliss Bruce Concert Series in Yorktown Heights, New York. June 28th at the Monoplex in North Andover, Massachusetts. July 12th, Lakefront Concert Series in Derry, New Hampshire. July 17th, Arnold House Concert Series in Pittsburgh. July 19th, River Spring Lodge in Darien Center, New York. August 20th, on the Coast House Concert Series in Niceville in Florida. August 23rd, Jackyard Concert Series in Westchester in Pennsylvania. Jonathan Bird and the Pickup Cowboys. Temporary Tattoo from your self-titled album. JonathanBird.com, Jonathan Bird on Twitter. Across the album is on guitars, the roads, toy glockenspiel and percussion. Johnny Wagen doing just about everything else. Save the late Paul Ford on cello and bass. Joanna Miller on the drums. Backing vocals by Alexa Dirks and Andrina Turan. And yes, Jonathan's still doing his weekly shows at the Kraken at Little Town in his home base of North Carolina. Though son's audience these days because of the whole virus thing. Hopefully they'll get back to a live audience again soon. Good listening. Good viewing too. It's every Wednesday, I believe, 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, week in, week out. In between those dates, June 13th, he's at Hendershot's Coffee in Athens, Georgia. June 20th, the Moccasin Creek Festival in Effingham, Illinois. And some other shows, but of course, very subject to change. Rebecca Lobby, Tattoo, from the album Give Up Your Ghosts. RebeccaLobby.com, R-E-B-E-C-C-A-L-O-E-B-E. -E -E. And Rebecca Lobby on Twitter. She's on lead vocals as well as acoustic. Will Robertson adding some acoustic there on guitar. Christopher Cox with the keyboard stuff for the most part. Gary Newcomb on pedal steel. Andrew Pressman on bass. And drums and percussion by Robin McMillan. She is continuing to do her uh, Patreon work, and I know a number of artists are embracing Patreon as a way for artists to continually uh, fund the songwriters and bands that uh, they cherish. And if you join Rebecca's Patreon, well, it's really quick, really easy, and gets you immediate access to over 60 songs, videos, and essays from the past three years. It starts at a dollar a month, and it's the surefire best way to help Rebecca keep writing songs and paying her bills during these truly wild times. Now, very recently, she did a, a web concert through her uh, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages. And following the concert, she hosted an exclusive after party on Patreon. And if you're signed up, then you already were part of a Q&A, got to play some requests, possibly a special guest, and uh, other stuff. So... It's um, a neat way to support artists. Also, there's some of the new music from Nobody's Girl, which is the supergroup that Rebecca is part of, along with Grace Pettis and Betty Sue. I gave you track three from the album Waterline. We heard Queen City. 
There's Rebecca again with the lead vocals, Betty Sue and Grace with the harmonies, David Grissom on guitars, Glenn Fukunaga on bass, J.J. Johnson on drums, Ricky Ray Jackson on the pedal steel, Michael Ramos with the accordion and the percussion. Nobody's Girl, wearenobodiesgirl.com is the website. Nobody's Girl Band on Twitter. Some of the uh, shows happening later this year, August 23rd, Nobody's Girl will be at Natalie's Coal-Fired Pizza in Worthington in Ohio. And then there's a couple of shows in the month of October. This is Radio Crystal Blue. I'm Dan Herman.